Okay, once again, good morning, everyone. Amen. And speaking about good morning, everyone, I don't expect you to be quiet this morning. If you want to say amen or hallelujah, you go ahead and say it. Don't worry about anybody else. Can I get a witness? This morning's message is predicated on Jesus Christ. However, there's a lot of information that the Lord allowed me to accrue in the last few days. And without any further examination or pronunciation, punctuation, I'm going to proceed with this message. And at times I'm sure you're going to have to slow me down because of who we're talking about. Can I get a witness? Let's start with number one, the preceding statements. The following statements regarding baptismal regeneration and Bible salvation, except for comments made by the author of this message, that is me or I, have been taken from the pamphlet titled Baptismal Regeneration and Bible Salvation. You can see the address there. There are those pamphlets on the back, but I do not want to distract you. Just remember, if you want to pick up a full discussion of what I hope to say this morning, it's in the back. For your own personal study, that's what I just referred to, Ten copies of this pamphlet have been made available in the back. Baptismal regeneration and Bible salvation. For by grace, that's my key words, for by grace are you, or you are. I got this from Young's Literal Translation. For by grace you you are, can you say that, are, having been saved. I want you to know something right away. The Greek text in which I have pounders for many years, I want you to know this gentleman tries to combine something that is present by saying you are, and then reaching back into the past with present results by a tense called the pluperfect. What are you talking about, Brother Bruce? I'm talking about you are saved totally by God's grace right now. It is something that happened in the past and continues its results right here, right now. Can I get a witness? It's a double whammy on saying, once God saved your wretched soul, you're saved. Amen. But it also reaches back in the past and says, you have been saved, and you continue with present results right now. Through faith. Can you say that? And this not of yourself, it's a gift. God's gift. I'm going to say something that is relevant to the service 
And you see it in verse 9. It's not by your so-called good works. You won't be able ever to boast about how good you are or how righteous Christian you are and all these other appellatives. You won't be able to. It's totally by God's grace. Can I get a witness? Young's literal translation. I'm going to read it over again to slow my own self down. For by grace, you are right now, having been saved, reaching back into the past with continuing results. It's called the pluperfect text. You can go home and look it up. I looked it up many times, and all I could say was, hallelujah, what a Savior who saved me in the past. And I continue to be saved by his awesome, wonderful grace. But this is about baptismal regeneration and Bible salvation. Baptismal, number three. Baptismal regeneration teaches that the ritual... Water baptism secures the forgiveness of sins and marks the moment at which the one believing baptized is supposedly saved. It is generally understood to be his spiritual birthday. I want you to take this in. I'm trying to go slow to make you get this. This is what baptismal regeneration teaches that ritual water baptism secures the forgiveness of sins and marks the moment at which the one being baptized is supposedly saved. It is generally understood to be his spiritual birthday, the right by which he or she becomes a Christian. It is this belief consistent or, as the question is asked, is this belief consistent with what the Bible says is truly regarding salvation through faith in Jesus Christ? Is that true? Number four. There is one gospel that must be proclaimed to a lost and dying world. Galatians 6, 1 through 12 I said that wrong. Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 12. Yet it is a realistic look at the religious scene today, attest to the fact that there are many gospels preached. Many. Each gives his own particular formulation for what people must do to be saved. Which of these gospels? I know it says while, while each of these Gospels claims that faith in Jesus Christ is important, it's very important. Some add water baptism. I know it doesn't say water. Water baptism or other commandments as prerequisites to the new birth. Number five. Let's take a look. And what Paul preached concerning the importance of the correct 
gospel. I am amazed he's talking to the Galatians. The Galatian, Galatian Christians. I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by his grace of Christ for another different gospel. I know I added the word another because that word different has the idea of another, another gospel. He was amazed. They had been saved by God's grace and here they were becoming, as Paul puts it, deluded. Which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbed preaching you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. That's strong words. To preach the correct gospel about baptism. To treat another gospel. Paul says, will ruin your soul. Can I get a witness? But let's go on. And we have said before, so I say again, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you have received, he is to be accursed. For I am now seeking the, am I seeking the favor of men or of God? If I get up here, before I go on, if I get up here and preach a gospel that's contrary to the word of God, Paul says, get him out of here. I'll go into that a little bit further. For if I were trying to please men, a man who gets in the pulpit and tries to give you tickling ears and make you feel so good about yourself and you don't need to be saved and there is no such place as hell and when you die it's over and all those other lies. You don't need him in the pulpit. I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Verse 11. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which I was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it of a revelation of Jesus Christ. Number six. Well, what are you getting to, Pastor? There's also the widespread practice of easy, easy believism whereby simple mental assent to the Lordship of Christ is deemed sufficient to obtain God's salvation. Let me stop right there. There's a gospel out there that preaches. I want to say this way so you don't think I'm a heretic. Oh, I believe Jesus. I believe what he did for me. But the sure change that you really accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior is a change in you, the way you think. 
Paul said it this way. Therefore, say therefore. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I'm going to put it in the words of Pastor Oliver Green. He's, he's gone now. You believe Jesus Christ is the Lord. You believe he's the Savior. And you go out of here and you just live like the devil. Can I get a witness? Your lips, your vocal cords, the way you act to say, perhaps say, I really don't believe. It's just head. It's just in my head. That's what Paul's talking about. Head knowledge, head belief. But it's got to go to where? Come on, say it. Your heart. God has got to reach down into your very being and save you. The conviction and enlightened ministry of the Holy Spirit through the clear biblical penetration. I know I know it said presentation, I said penetration, of what God says was let me slow it down, says one must do in order to be saved is totally disregarded by this number. What's he saying? I'm reaching back to the previous and I'm not turning back. I'm reaching back. If anyone, I don't care if it's Brother Bruce Carter, I don't care if it's Dr. Stanley Ward, I don't care who you are. If you preach another gospel, you're preaching a false gospel. A gospel going to lead people deluded on their way to a Christless eternity. The blind, leading the blind, and they both fall in the pits. I've got a good question to answer. I haven't gotten to it yet. A careful, number eight, consideration of the gospel is presented in the Bible is of tremendous importance. The salvation of lost souls is at stake. If the message that we preach varies in the slightest from the revealed truth of God's word, then it is of Satan, not God. There is a sad tendency today among many professing Bible believers to accommodate those who embrace a false gospel. Supposedly for the sake of unity and the spirit of love. I love you. You're my brother in Christ, so I'm just going to compromise. It is necessary, however, to stand firm. Say stand firm. Are you going to stand firm? Are you going to be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine? And I'm not going to get into those. It is necessary, however, to stand firm on the gospel of the Bible, which teaches that there is only one way of salvation, and is it by grace? Through faith alone. Can I get a witness? For by grace. 
I'm going to go back to the two perfect tense so you don't miss it. Just before, in Young's literal concordance, by grace you are, right now, having been saved, perfect tense. You're saved by God's grace, and the result is, it's all grace alone right up to this very moment. Can I get a witness? I'm going to put it this way. What if you could get saved and you had to do the rest yourself? There's not a person in this room who would be saved, would be lost. But let me go on. Roman Catholic Church. No, I'm not going to pick on Roman Catholic. I got others here, including us. Roman Catholic Church teaching on baptismal regeneration. The Roman Catholic Church was one of the earliest and most influential perpetrators of this era. Roman Catholic teaching most certainly has not changed in recent years either, nor has the charismatic Catholic departed from one iota from the belief that salvation is secured by ritual baptism into the Roman Catholic Church. Vatican Council 11 says this, the saving act of Jesus was applied to Mary. Getting quiet in here. In the moment of her conception to us, our baptism. I have washed you clean and, and given you new life. My life in baptism. These were supposedly words of Christ himself. Prophecy from the 1988 Roman Charismatic Conference. You see it right there. If you want a copy of this, it's in the back. The Orthodox Church teaches that baptismal regeneration is baptism is a new birth. It is being born to a life or the life made by our Lord Jesus Christ. It means to be alive in Christ through the baptism of all God's let me slow down. It means to be alive in Christ through holy baptism, all become Christ. We become Christians, have, have the opportunity to inherit God's kingdom. Why in the world would any parents, when they claim to be Christians, want to put on making their offspring Christians? In other words, infant baptism. No, I'm not going into that. Do they want their infants to share in the kingdom of God? The baptized one becomes a member of Christ's body, his children. Mormonism. Yes, we got tracks on Mormonism. Mormonism says you must be baptized in order to be saved. Verily, verily, I say to you, they who believe not on your words are not and not baptized in Lord in my name for the remission of their sins that they may receive the Holy Spirit shall be damned and shall not come into my Father's kingdom where my Father and I am. Seventh-day Adventist teaches baptism is the vehicle procuring the forgiveness of sins. It is necessary for a person to be baptized to be saved. 
or the question, is it necessary for a person in order to be saved, to be baptized? Yes, indeed, a Christian is a newborn baby in Christ. This is why the experience of conversion is called the new birth. No past exists in God's word. It was buried in the watery grave of baptism. I'm going to say something. You had better be very diligent, including this pulpit, where you, what you believe in. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say this, and this is Acts chapter 12, and many of you know it. There is no other name given among men whereby it's a name. It's not a. It's not an organization. It's not a church. It's a person. And I'm going to add this. this is not on your nerves. Someday, every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I get a witness? You're not going to bow to a church. You're not going to bow to an organization. You're not going to bow to a queen. You're going to bow to the one who's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's who you're going to bow to. I'm going to say it again. There's none other name, Acts 4.12, whereby you must be saved. I want to say something about John 3, so I might as well say it. Nicodemus was a very religious man. He knew the Old Testament back and forth. But Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, you and all your cormen. Torments. I said torments. I said that. Something within him knew something was wrong. Nicodemus, you're very religious. You know the Old Testament. The New Testament wasn't written at that time. Nicodemus, you must. You must be born again. Number 14, these groups invariably equate membership in their particular church. If you don't come to my church, you're not saved. Organization with salvation, what notably consistency, religious body which profess to be Christians, new church at ritual baptism as an essential step in their what must I do to be saved? Formula. It is claimed that by means of this ceremony, one is introduced into the membership of the church or organization which alone can save. I want to read Acts 4.12 again, but I won't. Efforts on the part of mainline Protestants, that's right, Protestant churches, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't care where you go, you must be born again. 
efforts on the part of mainline Protestants and even evangelicals who have historically subscribed to salvation by grace alone to seek common ground with groups such as listed above have resulted in haziness with which to the definition of the gospel message itself. I'm going to tell you something, if I may. Some of you have been going to all types of churches, but if you haven't heard the message by grace through faith plus nothing, you're going to the wrong church. Let me stay back to the sermon. That's not in my, that's not, that's part of my notes. Even disregarding the essentials of the gospel message in order to avoid offense. Oh, I don't want to offend you. I don't, I don't believe that. It's not up to us to decide what Jesus does when you talk to someone who's not saved. I know a lady, and I would dare not mention anybody's name. She said this to me face to face. I've been baptized. I trusted in Christ. But there is absolutely no evidence of salvation. It's not mine to judge, I know. And many Christians are in that state. They will seemingly go to any length, I know I read it already, even disregarding the essentials of the gospel message in order to avoid offense and make baptismal regeneration feel comfortable. I'm going to give you something that wasn't compromised. This is for me. And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, today, you will be me if me in paradise. He was talking to the thief on the cross. Can I get a witness? The thief wasn't baptized. He didn't receive water baptism. But to Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Not yesterday, not far off. Right this day. That's the Savior talking. If I can't trust the Savior, who can I trust? He said, today you will be with me in paradise. He wasn't water baptized. He didn't keep, keep the Ten Commandments. But he trusted in the living Savior. And he got saved right there on the cross. Verily, verily, I said to you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is past. That's not a compromise. There's no indecision what Jesus is saying. He said, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life. Don't you let anybody tell you, including Brother Bruce, you cannot have eternal life this very moment. Amen. It's God's gift. Amen. It's his grace. Here's another uncompromising, that if you confess, with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your work, ladies and gentlemen. Look at it. Believe in your heart.
heart. Not your head, not just, it's not just a head thing, it's a heart thing. That God raised him from the dead. Well, I won't know if I'm getting saved until I die. If you die without the Lord Jesus, you finish the rest. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. Jesus and who he is is absolutely important. Can I get a witness? You can miss a, a lot of things, but you miss who Jesus is. Faith alone or faith plus water baptism. And I'm going to say something if I don't get done with this message. And I hope I do. Yes, you should get water baptized when you get saved. Can I get a witness? It's an outward confession of what has happened on the inside. Church membership, good works, whatever. This is a tremendously important consideration for the faith of the former cannot possibly be the same faith as the latter. The sinner is in need of salvation. If you're here today and you're in need of a savior, don't you know you can get saved? And I know this is future, so I'm going to say it right now. Don't you know you can get saved instantaneously? Amen. The thief did. Amen. The sinners in need of salvation cannot be saved by a faith which stands alone as the sole requisite to a new birth. Also to be saved by a faith to which another step or steps might be added. What do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? Well, I got to stop smoking. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop this. I got to stop that before I get saved. Let me say this, and I said it before. You get saved, and God will gradually take those things away from you. I lost my place. To air, I'm on the last sentence. To err at this point is to be eternally lost. Say eternally lost. I'm going to say another thing which is not in the notes and I have no idea why I'm saying it. If you die without Christ, no, I'm not on water baptism, but if you die without Christ, you indeed are eternally lost. And I'm going to tell you another thing false prophecy will tell you when you're dead, you're dead, it's over. I'm going to say this again. I don't know who I'm talking to. When you're dead, if you die without Christ, it's just beginning. Regardless of I didn't intend to say some of the things I'm saying now. If you die without Jesus, You're eternally lost. And you're not going to cease to exist. I know Ecclesiastes talks about when you're dead, you're dead. You've got to put it in context. I'm not going there. I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. Do not die without Jesus. 
Matter of fact, he put it this way, and I can apply this to the Lord Jesus. The Lord, Psalm 27, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Number 18. No compromise in this either. A principle regarding what God has done and what man must believe is found in the sixth chapter of John. The question asked of the Lord Jesus is one which may be asked since centuries. Therefore, they said to him, What shall we do? so that we may do the works of God. And Jesus gave this answer. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he, God the Father, has sent. This is the work of God. Pharisees, Sadducees, general people, this is the work of God. Just Believe on him, believe in him, whom God has sent. Well, who'd he send? Now, this is on a future page, so I'm going to tell you right now. Who'd he send? For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only, there's no one else like him, son. That whosoever believe, whosoever, drunkard, thief, murderer, prostitute. You know why? He can save, as he puts it, to the uttermost. The natural, I'm on number 19, the natural assumption tendency is to work. Well, don't I have to do something? Even water baptism, don't I have to get, I have to do something? And once again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get baptized. Here we go again. Church membership. Holy result. Oh, I'm going to do a good job today. Satan's not going to touch me. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. How many times have I done that personally and failed? Can I get a witness? You start out well, and you end up a disaster. Consider the following. Therefore, they said to him, What? Shall we do? Jesus said, this is the work of God. You believe in him who he has sent. Now this is a blank page. It says question on the next page. You might not have it up, I'll just read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Is this the person whom God the Father sent? One of the distinguishing marks of Christianity is Jesus 
the Christ was not created. He's the eternal son of God. And I'm just going to say this for those who probably heard me say it before. John 1.1, 1, 1, I'm just going to say it this. In the beginning, someone had a face-to-face -face relationship with God the Father. It was his unique son who paid the price for your redemption and mine. I'm going to put it this way. He who knew no sin became sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God in him. Let me say it again. He who knew no sin became sin. That's on the back too. For you and me. That I might become. You see, I had myself no personal righteousness. I had my own righteousness. If I could put it that way. But I needed a new form righteousness. The righteousness of God. Imputed. That's right. Imputed. If you ever heard the term. I'm not going to try to. Imputed to my account. Can I get a witness? A look at Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 1. Answers the question. Did God the Father send a created being to our Savior. In many parts and in many ways. Of old. Let me start again. In many parts and many ways, God of old spoke to the fathers in the prophets. In these last days, did speak to us in a son. It could be the son, whom he appointed heir of all things, to whom also he made the ages. Let me stop right there. Say the word ages. Do you know the word ages? I've been told I've been told before is actually the Greek word I'm probably going to say it wrong so I won't say it it's Ionius it means he made time itself time itself was made by the eternal son of God and if he made time he must be before time who being who's who's the he who being the brightness of God's glory and the very impress of his substance bearing, also, bearing up also not by Zeus by holding it on his back how did he do it brother Bruce bearing up also all things by the saying of his word he just spoke it did you get that he just spoke it and it stood still it stood in its orbit. It stood in its frame. It stood, whatever it was, it just stood right there because he said it. Amen. He sits at the right hand of the greatness of the high. Well, who's the high? Of his father. Why does he sit? I didn't mean to mention this either. Here's why he said it. Because it is finished. It's done. 
and you trying to add your soul good works and your baptism, I'm not denying, I want you to get this straight, I'm not denying baptism. And you with all your good works and your good things that you can do is an insult. He did it all. Someone out in the audience said it, tetelestai. It means paid in full. I'm going to admonish you. I don't care if it's the Potsdam Bible Church. I don't care. I don't care if it's Jehovah's Witness. I don't care if it's Mormons. I don't care who it is. If they don't sometimes talk about the finished work of the Lamb of God, you better get out of that church. What must I do to be saved? Do I need to get baptized? I'm not going to finish this message. I'm going to tell you right now. Yes, you need to get baptized after you get saved. Can I get a witness? Baptism can never save you. Not water baptism, but there's another type of baptism that I hope I can bring up. This is simple, yet full of deep and far-reaching truth. It reveals that the glorious fact that a sinner to be saved from the translation of darkness, I'm going to say this. If you're not saved, you're lost. You're just plainly lost, and you don't even know it. And perhaps Satan has blinded your eyes. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost. And whom the God of this world have blinded your mind, you and I need to get saved. And this is out of order, but I'm going to say, and baptism will not save you unless you have a change of heart already. You just went down a, a wet sinner, a dry sinner, and you came up a wet sinner. If your heart is not changed. But those who add additional steps to salvation claim it is too easy. Just believe. Yes, it is too easy. A head knowledge is just too easy. What you and I need is what? A heart knowledge. You need the Holy Spirit to come in there. You need the Holy Spirit to do a clean-up job. Don't you know that the, below, the devils believe in trouble? They believe. They have a head knowledge. This is exactly the point. There are two kinds of believing. One is the merely intellectual head ascent. I know it said Bible. Mental assent. There's another heartfelt trust placed in Christ as the one Lord and Savior. Let's go to page 23. I think you better go back to page 23. Certainly the devils do not believe in the same essential way that we as Lord, who have trusted the Lord Jesus now I'm going to 24. Taking a look. This is one of the strong proofs that are suggested. I'm going to bring in another thing. 
this has been maybe 40 years ago, and I still remember it. Knocked on a person's door, talked to him about the Lord. He says, you got to speak in tongues. Do I have to speak in tongues before I get saved? I got to do one thing. I got to trust in Jesus alone. Peter said to him, repent. And each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit without me going into detail on it. That's one of the strongest proofs. Brother Bruce, you need to get baptized. And then God will take away your sins. Without going into a lot of detail. Preach, brother. Repentance precedes baptism. Repentance, as used with the word perfect, let me slow down. Repentance precedes baptism. Repentance as used with respect to salvation is a wonderful description or descriptive compliment to kind of saving faith that is essential for the salvation of the sinner. Here, repentance is that change of mind. Say change of mind. Have you changed your mind about Jesus? This belief is not just a head knowledge, but a heartfelt faith which results in a turning from your confidence in yourself. Say confidence. I'm going to start up again. You heard me say it already. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop using profanity. I'm going to stop gossiping about other people. I'm going, and then maybe God will save you. I'm going to say it again. When you come to Christ, He'll do the changing. It is the inward work of the Holy Spirit whereby the sinner is convicted of his or her inability. That's what God has to do for some of you. He got to get you at your bottom. He got to get you in a position where you said, God, I've had enough of myself. Or he's got to get you in some kind of situation. I don't know what it is. Where you say, I can't do it. I realize that I can't do it. And who is it done by? It's the Holy Spirit. And let me add this, and this is not in your notes. Don't you let any false prophet tell you that the Holy Spirit is not a person. He's a genuine person. He's got the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. He's the work that does the work. That's right, I call him a work. Number 27. It needs to be noted here also that 
being baptized for the remission of sins is not in the Greek order to obtain sins, but rather being baptized or in respect of the Holy Spirit. Baptism always is indeed intended for the forgiven sinner. I'm going to see, say this again. If you've been deluded by believing that if you get baptized, all is well, and you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you are indeed deceived. Where do you get that from, Brother Bruce? This is just one instance. The Ethiopian, let me say it right, Ethiopian eunuch was permitted water baptism only after the proper response to the evangelist, if you believe. That's the point that God wants to get you at. And where's that at? If you believe with your, say it, heart. You may. Then Philip 27. I got six, seven pages to go. It looks like I'm going to make it. Then Philip opened his mouth and being, and beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus. As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. What prevents me from being baptized? He believed first. I know I'm slowing down and I need to. I'm admonishing you. I don't, I'm going to name pastor, I'm going to name this church first. So you don't think I'm picking on churches. I don't care if it's Potsdam Bible Church. I don't care if it's the Episcopalian Church. I don't care if it's Roman Catholic. I don't care if it's Mormon. I don't care if it's Jehovah's Witness. If they don't preach Jesus, you're going to the wrong church. I know a lady and I, she might be here today, and I'm not going to tell you which church she was going to, but she said this, and I remember her words, Lord, if this is your church, if this is the right church, please reveal it to me. I'm going to tell you the results. She left that church and she got born again. Can I get a witness? I'm not making this up. You better ask the Lord, is the Potsdam Bible Church the right church? Is Mormonism the right church? If Jehovah's Witnesses, you better ask the Lord. Are you in the right place? And you notice I didn't delete or excuse ourselves. If you're not into the word, you won't be able to discern it. Can I get a witness? 
And Philip said, if you believe with your heart, you may, you may what? Get baptized. And the answer said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Someone, 29, someone who has been genuinely born again by the Spirit of God will want to honor the Lord. Do you want to honor the Lord? What's the first thing you do when you get out of here is go take a drink or start using profanity or whatever. That person should seek out and be baptized with a fundamental Bible-living local church where he or she can grow. Guys, say grow. You and I, I don't care who you are, we need to grow up and stop being babies. You were a baby when you got saved. But God expects just like a, a regular baby, don't you want to see your child grow up? You don't want to see more you don't want to see more milk when he's 10 years old in the sense of growth. Can I get a witness? Well, here's your growth test right here. Here it is. Thank you, brother. The Bible teaches that water baptism is a testimony. What do you mean by that? It's a testimony that you died to your sins and you rose again to new life in Jesus. Who's a testimony to? The world. Water baptism has been reduced, reviewed, let me slow down. Water baptism has been viewed by true believers as an outward testimony of an inward reality of having been born again by the power of God. Say power of God. God did it, not you. The moment, say moment. The moment the sinner trusts Christ as his or her personal savior, that person is baptized by the Spirit of God into the body of Christ. How about that baptism? This is a baptism by the Holy Spirit for you in the body of Christ. That's what the Bible says. This has nothing to do with you in the sense of getting water baptized. Once again, I don't want you to get the wrong impression when you, when you accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you and I should get water baptized. But there's a baptism that you have nothing to do with. As soon as you get saved, God places you into the body of Christ. There's, there is no salvation for anyone who is not in Christ. And this spiritual regeneration takes place the moment the, the lost sinner reaches to Christ by faith. All who are saved have received this baptism. Whether you're new or you're old, if you've accepted Christ, you are immediately placed in the body of Christ. I got five pages to go. Who would you get that, Brother Bruce? For, oh, 
for even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one, still also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, let me add this, whether poor nor... I don't know what to put in there. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Can I get a witness? I got three pages to go. Looks like I'm going to be on time. <laughs> Have you been born again? That is, have you trusted Christ alone as his, in view of his finished work on the cross for you? As a result, following the command of the risen Savior, there it is, have you been water baptized? I'm going to say this again. I don't want you to get this wrong. Water baptism is a requirement according to Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus says, go into all the world and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But that's a requirement after you get saved. Can I get a witness? Why do you keep saying that, brother? I don't want you to be deceived. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in the name in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And some of you already know this, so I'm just going to say it. Go therefore and make disciples of all men, of all nations, baptizing them in the name. Say name. I could have said, and why didn't I say, baptizing in the names, but baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One name. I'm just going to add one thing. I could add many others. Jesus said it this way, and I want you to answer me. I and my Father are one. I'm going to say it again. The person who died for your sins left his father bosom. And he thought about you and me. And he thought about all the things that I would ever do. Past, present, and future. And he said to his father and Isaiah, this is what the, who will go down for us? And Jesus said, I will. I will. Baptismal regeneration teaches that ritual baptism, water baptism, secures the forgiveness of sins and marks the moment in which the one being baptized is supposedly saved. 
It is generally understood to be his spiritual birthday. I know I started out with this. Would you become a Christian? I'm going to say it again. Don't be deceived. Water baptism can't save you. But it's something that you should do after you get saved. Can I get a witness? Think about it one more time. The thief on the cross. The moment the sinner got saved, he was baptized in the Spirit of God. Can I get a hallelujah? Pastor, I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand.